Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Brian. And and Memo's missing. Oh. Memo is gone. Oh. So quick uh, shout out uh. to Memo. Check out your screen right now. You see Memo over in Egypt. He uh, put sunglasses on a sphinx. He was holding up a pyramid from the top and uh, he got a ride with a new friend. So here's a quick message from Memo before we get into today's show. Well, how's it going, my Mortgage Heroes family? This is Wednesday. I am sorry. I am unable to attend our podcast. I am here with my buddy, my brother. We are here in Egypt trying to figure out a way how to finance these amazing pyramids. So we'll have to figure it out. We'll have to get innovative with it. We'll let you know how it goes. Right, hermano? Yay! My Habibi brother? Yay, tell us! All right! Beautiful place here. Look at this. We'll see you soon, guys. And we'll have more news on whether he financed that pyramid or not on next week's episode, so make sure you tune in. <laughs> He's going to come back empty-handed, like, hey, you know what? Those pyramids, they don't have keys. Yeah, we walked them up. Yeah. They, we walked them. The inspection was not yeah. good. Turns out piping has They're been like, uh, uh, over thousands of thousands of years old. The HOA is like, hey, your uh, front yard's all sand. <laughs> Property There's taxes no overdue a few. <laughs> a water bill. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we need to talk about the Fed. So if you case, in case you missed it, last week the Fed had... Their press conference where they raise the interest rate by another quarter percent that takes the target rate to five to five and a quarter. Yep. Jerome Powell, like normal, stood up there, Brian, and he gave a couple of prepared remarks and then he took questions from the reporters. So let's just really quickly talk about what this means because a lot of things were on repeat that he said before. Only a couple things changed, but we need to talk about them today. So let's get right into it. Uh, yeah. So right. the fir first things first, you saw it. There's a quarter percent rate increase. Um, the mortgage market didn't have too much of a crazy reaction to that, but of course, time is only going to tell. Uh, one of the big takeaways for me when they announced it is that no one was surprised. Right. Everyone had kind of been talking about, you know, he gave enough hints at the previous meeting that this was going to be potentially the last one. Right. And there was a really high percentage of people wagering that this was going to be a quarter percent rate hike, which it ended up being, so... No big surprise there. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things uh, to take away from this is that if they only raise it up that much and signaled maybe that this might be a halt or it could be an opportunity for a halt, you know, maybe things are getting a little bit better, but we'll get more into that. Yeah, so whether or not there's going to be a halt, we're going to have to wait till the June meeting. That's the next time that they're going to get together, and we're going to see if they even do another rate hike or a pause. It did come up today. Hey, did any of the Fed board members bring up the idea that there will be a pause during today's announcement? The answer kind of was like, no, we didn't really talk about a pause uh, because they're, and then he kind of dovetailed that into this whole, well, we're being data dependent and we're, mm -hmm. we're going to let the, the data approach be the way we look at what we do next because we need to see the impacts and effects of all these choices, which they're starting to see. So that right. I think is a good sign, but in kind of the bad way, because the impacts they're trying to see is tighten right. lending standards, credit being difficult, easing, you know, the, the job, job market. market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how they, I love how they put, uh, how they put a job market easily. Like, like, yeah. like, oh, like we're just going to yeah. ease it. Like we're just, people need to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it sucks to say yeah, that. And it, it does. But it's like, nothing makes sense. It, well, again, like I'm going to go back to the math of this. You know, they had, they had said that they need to get unemployment to four and a half percent. Well, if it's at three and a half or 3.6, you need an entire 1% of workers to become unemployed by the end of the year. 
And that's, you know, I checked the Bureau of Labor and Statistics uh, another video ago, and the BLS.gov says we have 166 million people employed. Wow. So what's 1% of 166 million, Brian? 1.6 million people. 1.6 million people. So we need 1.6 million people to be unemployed this year. That's a lot. Like, that's a lot, a lot. So, and then that's, you know, one of the things that I feel the industry, I mean, the real estate market is also, you know, uh, on the brink of whether if that happens, how is that going to look like, you know, as far as inventory for people sure. that can't pay for their, you know, houses anymore because yeah. they don't have that salary that's, you know, holding them up to be able to, that's right. you know, afford that payment or, you know, that type of lifestyle. So that's also something to keep in mind that if that does happen, we could see an influx of more lists things you know yeah but then again we don't know what's going to happen so well or not, and not just listings that's that's for the people that yeah. own the house have or a mortgage foreclosures. or foreclosures but also potentially people that are um renting yeah. and are going to become now the next wave of people evicted now and again right. i'm not saying right. these things are going to happen it's just that when you when you stack up all these dominoes in a line mm-hmm. and you tip the first one over all those things start to cascade along the way it includes their car payment it includes their credit card payment if they're, they have a student loan it affects that too it's like everything and- gets impacted by loss of job and one of the things we spoke at a, you know from previous uh is that you know the first thing that they stop paying is for certain bills that they don't think that are you right. know as important and right. then that starts trickling down until the house i mean the house is the biggest payment the yeah, most snowballs important up into that so that's going to be the last domino to fall here and from what we've been seeing and uh you know keeping track of it's you know getting closer to that so yeah. we're you know we're just monitoring the data and seeing uh, on a day-by-day basis where the where that's going and how you know we can best prepare you guys at home to be able to pivot quick or you know just just have yeah. a great uh, idea of it but to your point like there could be a lot of listings out of this before foreclosure because yes. again there's so much equity still of course so you know i don't necessarily think that this is like evidence that there's like impending doom or anything like that no, but no. i mean we do have to keep an eye on the market very closely and, and, I, and i think that's one of the biggest reasons why i feel this is going to be a lot different if things do get a lot worse mm-hmm. because of the fact of all the equity that people do still have in their house so right. that they can go turn around sell the house yeah you know be able to cover what's left on the note and still you know hopefully come up with some you know money in their pocket to be able to offset Mm -hmm. whatever it is that Mm -hmm. they're going through Mm -hmm. so all those things are still an opportunity or an option we just yet to see you know what what happens next the, the other, you know, one of the other things that kind of came up was about, you know, banking and, you know, confidence in the banking system. And, you know, they kind of have to tread lightly with this one because as much as he's trying to tell everybody at this press conference, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're confident in the, in the strength of the banking system and its resilience. Everyone's like, uh, you just had three of the biggest bank failures uh, in Republic history bank just got in the last 90 days <laughs> by the biggest bank, JP Morgan. Like, yeah. And, and, and that's interesting because, yeah. you know, to the, to the consumer's eye and the regular everyday person, all they see is headlines, bank crash, right. major bank crash right. again. Bank so, fail. So what do you... Th- so what do you expect people to feel like, yo, uh, yeah, this does feel a lot like 2008. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's but they don't like, know any better. But it's, it's, way, it's way different <laughs> than it, like, yeah. when I come home, I'm like, oh, I forgot to stop and get eggs. Like, I forgot on the way home. It's like, you know, this whole, like, oh, well, the banks are sound and resilient. Like, he's they just saying it as casual as like, oh, I just forgot to pick up the dry clean on the way home. Uh, I'll do and, it tomorrow. And then is that like, what they said? Like, oh, like our regulators, you know, kind of dropped the ball on that. Well, yeah. What? Well, it, yeah, it was kind of like a, not a backhanded admission, but kind of like an indirect admission right. that oh we might need to see uh, different supervision and regulatory reg- different supervision and regulation of banks of this size because one of the things he's citing is the speed at which deposits can be taken yeah. or funds can be transferred because of the age of technology but that's like 
their reaction to what's happening. So what's mm-hmm. happening is that these banks are sitting on all these like treasuries that have an inverse relationship to interest rates. So when 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 it, when interest rates are pushed up by the Fed, the value of those treasuries goes down. And so the interest rates go up, the value of the treasuries go down, but these banks were holding so much of them that their value is getting sunk. So at the time that people want to liquidate their money, since banks don't have that money liquid and it's tied into those investments, they have to sell out a loss, making everything offset and well, yeah. If you have chaos, to liquidate basically. something and you already took like a twenty percent haircut, yeah. like let's say overnight your car drops twenty percent value, but then you have to sell your car in order to get your to put money back in your checking account. Like that's kind of what we're talking about in a very simplified term. No, yeah, but, yeah. But I thought a hundred percent. But then what they state today is, oh, we need, we need to supervise and regulate these banks differently because the 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 speed at and the way that technology, uh, we have things to learn about that and maybe the new age of banking. And I'm like, but that was the reaction to what was happening. So people who knew what was going on were taking money out. And then here we are at the press conference talking about, oh yeah, well, technology is one of the reasons why we need to maybe have different regulation. It's like, "Mm, okay. But also here's the other thing. And I want to be all conspiratorial because now everyone's talking about the central bank digital currency, but the CBDC, central bank digital currency like he's saying in this press conference, we need to address uh, the technological things that we have yet to learn. So the, the 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 speed and that the reaction to the market can have a more swift response if there is anything like this in the future, which also kind of opens up that door to this whole central bank digital currency, which we know is coming. A hundred percent. I mean, like you said, I think it's also a form of them being able to regulate them in their benefit because now they're sure. the ones that are in control of everything yeah. that is coming in, coming out, yeah. moving in, moving out. So it's mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, I feel it's just pushing it closer to what they already probably have planned down the line. Yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned technology in that sense. It was almost like it was in his advantage that the speed at which transactions can be made now is the reason for them to advance in their technology, but the advance of the technology allows them to introduce the thing. I mean, it just, I mean, it just basically feels like the government's ripping off Venmo and a cash app and saying, well, hey, we just found I, this new model. I don't know that I necessarily care about that part. Yeah. I, I think I care way more about them deciding for you how yeah. and where you can spend your money. Well, I mean, it's just like, I saw that Europe can't make transactions over $1,000 in cash anymore. Wait, what? Yes. And I'll pull up the article. I didn't so see yeah, that. I'll show you. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So I thought that's to whose benefit. Like, why would I want, what if I want to use cash? You know, I just don't right. think they should be uh, able to, you know, manage that or see right. that. Yeah. It's just, you know, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Because, that's, you know, that that sounds like a whole different topic. Yeah. We need yeah, to yeah. Actually, <laughs> I want to talk about that one, but <laughs> yeah, um, let's, let's, let's finish up and wrap up our, our Fed talk today. Yes, all right. Um, because, you know, there were a couple of mentions today about, oh yeah, our, our price, our, our target for inflation is still 2% uh, over the long term. And he kept kind of referencing that this, there's like this time in, in the future <laughs> off in the horizon. So, Somewhere now, in the in the past six weeks ago, they had a chart up, and that chart said that we'll have two percent inflation by twenty twenty five is their projection. Mm. He did not say that today. Mm. He did not say twenty twenty five, but he's talking about this future time horizon where we will see a return of two percent, and that's their target. Even when asked if three percent would be a more maybe appropriate measurement, he was like, "No." Not falling for that question. You're asking me if we're going to change our inflation target. So yeah. he kind of was like, nah, I got you. I hear your question. I'm not answering nope, that. And no, down. our target will not change. It's going to be 2%. So, so that means we're in this for quite some time. time. <laughs> but honestly, if they weren't able to give you a clear path or a clear time, then they themselves don't have an actual timeline of when this yeah. is going to happen. So I just feel Or they're like- not going to tell you. That could be as well. I mean, that's a good argument because of the fact that if they do, then people will start doing things accordingly because they know 
things down the line are going to look a certain way. But I mean, it makes a lot of sense because everybody right now, historically speaking, you know, when times like this occur, people are waiting for the Fed to come in and save, you know, save the day because, you know, they messed up or they just didn't do things the way that they were supposed to. Right, right. Whereas right now, I feel like it's getting to the point where people are like, uh, Fed, uh, where are you guys at? And yeah. they're holding to their word, yeah. which in a way I feel is a good thing. But, you know, how much more until, you know, people can, you know, keep things how up? How much more they, can they take? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, I think I mean, that's a huge problem. I mean, he, they talked about price stability, which is connected to that. And, and, you know, softening in the labor market is part of that. And this below trend GDP. I mean, the, the, the whole whether or not our economy is expanding or contracting conversation is also yeah. part of that, where how much more can people tolerate at the price levels they're asked, being asked to pay month after month for the things that they consume every and single month? And we're not seeing the levels of uh, uh, income go up. People aren't getting paid more to compensate for the cost the, of living. It's, I'm, just, I'm glad you brought that up. He, so there was a question around that and, and a question on whether or not the wage, uh, wage earnings were keeping up with inflation. And the answer is no, even though it wasn't asked that way. So mm. it, the question is, are is earnings outpacing historical earnings? The answer is yes. Wages are now historically hotter than they have been on average, but they're still chasing inflation. Yeah. So there's still less than inflation, but hotter than they have been trend-wise traditionally. So basically still, I mean, you're making bigger in the long run, but- You might be making more, but things are costing more than the more you're making. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, good yeah. bad news. <laughs> So, you know, the other thing, too, is that, you know, we have like an entire now full business week behind us of the new FHFA fee structure. Yes. And there's a lot of conversation around that. We already tackled that in the last podcast. So if you missed that one, you can go watch that other podcast and check that out. Uh, but, you know, I guess one week into this, I just want to mention in closing, do you have the fee? Do you have the FHFA fees that came out? Then you had on May 1st, you had First Republic Bank that failed on May 1st. Chase acquires them. Then you have the Fed on May 3rd. There is a lot going on. On in May, and we have a ton of year left, and I think we're going to see a lot of uh, pressure. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of pressure in the system. We're already seeing a lot of pressure in housing and mortgage. We're going to see even more pressure in banking, and we're going to see more pressure on FHFA. And one of the things, I mean, just for here in San Diego, to give you guys an idea, even with everything happening in the economy, today we just got an offer accepted that outbid uh, 30 people. Whoa, <laughs> what? Yeah. That means there's still 29 people looking. Exactly. So wow. my point, blank period, like, yo, the market is still going to perform no matter what happens. Wow. And people's uh, people's like life circumstances almost pushes them to need to buy a house. So Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's got a place to live. So I feel like, you know, right now is the time to continue to stay up to date, know exactly what your next two, three moves are yeah. going to be by planning, preparing yep. so that you could have the best information and best positioning when things do change for yeah. you. Ask questions. Yeah. You've got day. questions right now. You want to talk to Brian or you can talk to Will about what it is it's going to take for and you to get into a home. Do it now. Even, Ask the questions. Even if you don't think you're ready, start asking, how do I get ready? Right. Now, what do I need to do to yeah. get ready? Because those questions will start opening up answers that you don't know yep. were there. And sometimes times you're more ready than you think mm-hmm. and it's really just you know paralysis by analysis so yeah. don't hold yourself back literally people are still out there and you do have the opportunity to get into a house if you have the right plan and structure mm-hmm. yep yeah you definitely more than ever right now you have to have a, a, a plan and some sort of like plan of attack like oh, of a course. timeline and some real clear action points intent and clarity yeah Okay. Well, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot more we can talk about with, yeah. with the Fed and housing um, that is way too much in the weeds for this type of format of show. But what my encouragement is for anyone watching and, and, and listening today is if you have questions about something you heard in the Fed 
press conference or you want to know how that pertains and relates to your goals uh, you're trying to accomplish in mortgage real estate in 2023, give us a holler. You can put a comment in the comment box. You can also reach out to Brian or William directly. You can also direct message our office if you have yep. any questions so we can help you out, help you win in mortgage real estate in 2023. So, That's it. Uh, and then next week we'll welcome uh, William back and he'll tell us about his Egypt trip and we'll find out if he actually like rode a, I don't even know if he rode a camel yet. They or still what? have camels? Uh, what do you mean they still have camels? Just kidding. They don't, like the, the camel just, factory didn't close. Oh, they, yeah. No, they're still pumping out camels. Yeah. Did yep. they go electric though? Yeah. Well, they, they're they hybrid ones and you have to use a little bit of water. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Do they use ones. water still? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Yep. Uh, might have to hear first from William then. Yeah. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll Appreciate see you next you week. Bye. <laughs>